Welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast. I have my compadre over here to my left, Z, the other half of Z squared, Zach Sharenko. Say hi. How's it going, guys? He gets a little nervous and a little shy, so uh, don't mind him. Um, but why not have him on? He follows everything we do on Twitter. He retweets everything. He likes everything. He tells everyone about Bringing the Heat podcast. So how to have him on. Plus, he lives like five minutes away, so... Works perfect. Number one fan. Just trying to get a t-shirt out of it, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, we'll have to get him a t-shirt. So, either Train on Main, Oahu Golf Apparel. I know that uh, Leave the Pin In has Swing Juice as a sponsor. Um, let's get this man a shirt. Uh, speaking of sponsors, uh, let's let's do our sponsors right now. So, our first sponsor, Train on Main. Um, anybody that is listening... If you share this, so if I tweet this out, you retweet it, you share it on your page, I will pick somebody, anybody, who will uh, retweet it and share it. So if I get 20 retweets and 20 shares or whatever, I will pick one lucky person out of those 20 and give away a shirt. Now, I do have to tell you the shirt is a medium. That's the only one I got. So uh, if you can't fit in it or it's too big or too small, give it away to somebody that you know. Or it's motivation to go to the gym and get your workout in to fit in that shirt. And what other place to work at than our sponsor, Train on Main. So again, we've talked about this before. I say it all the time. Summer is almost here. It might not feel like it. It's cold as hell outside right now. Um, We had like 100 mile an hour winds, it felt like, the last two days, but it's almost here and so you got to get into shape so you can go to train on main which is at 427 main street Stroudsburg, pa and ask for dan so dan uh is the guy that owns it he's the one that decided to sponsor us he will hook you up with another trainer or he'll take you on himself and he will help you achieve any goal that you wanted you want so if you had a new year's resolution you kind of fell off the wagon time to get back on and go visit train on main you could also uh check them out at train on main 427 on instagram so it's a great intimate setting and it is true one-on-one uh work so also our second sponsor oahu golf apparel uh, again golf season is it's here I would say it's already here. They're already playing. But where we're at, it's almost here. And so why not wear the flashiest gear, the nicest stuff uh, from Oahu Golf Apparel? Um, They look like, you know, Andy Reid looks like he likes to wear a lot of Oahu Golf Apparel stuff uh, during the Pro Bowl. So go check them out. They have really cool, unique uh, stuff that you could wear on the golf course. And without a doubt, people would want to wear what you're wearing. So going into our news. Um... It has been, I think our last one we did was on Thursday. So lots of news, lots of contract extensions in baseball. So we're at the time now where free agency's kind of ended. Um, there are still a few guys out there, Bryce Harper, Dallas Keuchel. Um, we've seen guys like Logan Forsythe sign before those guys. Logan Forsythe signed with the Rangers today um, on a minor league deal, which is weird because a few years back he was an all-star for the Rays. Um but a lot of a lot of extensions. So player teams now know where they stand financially. They uh, don't want certain guys to hit the open market next year. So they see what money they have left after signing free agents and go out and you know re-sign their own guys. So um, first big one we got to talk about is Nolan Arenado. So Nolan Arenado gets a was it eight year? It was six year. 
Eight years. Was it eight years? Eight, eight years, years two sixty. Yeah. So that makes him the highest paid player annually. So he gets the highest annual salary of anybody else in baseball. Um, you, he does have an opt out after the third year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if he will exercise that. I guess it, obviously that always goes based on how they're playing. You know, if somehow he goes in the shitter in, in the next two seasons, which I highly doubt. But if that was to happen, he would obviously not opt out of that contract. If there was a way that, you know, if he's producing higher numbers, obviously every year the contracts in baseball seem to go up. Um, you know, he could opt out and maybe make some more money, but he won't get that. No, he won't get another eight year deal because by then he'll be in his 30s. So, um, yeah, Nolan Arenado. It's just funny to me because, like, I think Arenado is a better player than Machado. He's a better player than Harper, in my opinion. He's been the most consistent, whether you want to say he plays at Coors Field or not. Um, the fact that he's he's going to get paid more annually, but he doesn't have the, the length of contract that Harper or Machado is going to get kills me because Arenado, to me, is top three player in baseball. I, I think it goes Mookie Betts is up there. Um, I, I'm going all-around player. Now, obviously, J.D. Martinez is one of the best pure hitters in baseball, but if I'm going all-around, I mean, Mookie Betts is in there. Um, I love Jose Altuve. I've always loved. I don't know if he's top three, but I've always loved Jose Altuve. Um, you know, gotta go, Mike Trout. Mike, well, yeah, Mike Trout. Has to be. Uh, and, and that just goes to show you, like, I, I'm forgetting about Mike Trout, and that's because of the market he plays in. He mm-hmm. plays in such an awful market out in the West Coast. There's no doubt if he came to Philly, he would be an like he would be marketed so much better. Oh, he would be the LeBron of MLB. It would. I don't think it's gonna happen though. I don't think Mike. I think as much as Mike Trout is a Philly boy, I think he kind of likes not having that being under that microscope all the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, he always he obviously always comes back to Philly. You know, I think he still. I think he might still live on the East Coast during the off season, but I think he kind of likes not. He's not that guy that wants to be recognized. I wouldn't say recognized. He's recognized. I mean, anybody that walks past Mike Trout's gonna know who he is, but he doesn't want to be that guy that's. You know, on every commercial and, and things like that. And if he went to Philly, I mean, first off, Philly would have erupt if oh, that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be it would be like a Super Bowl win all over again. <laughs> they'd throw a parade for the guy. Yeah, they'd be eating horse shit again just for Mike <laughs> Trout. Like it's without a doubt what happened. Uh, for understandably though, I mean, the guy's a freaking he's a legend already, and he's yeah. only been in the league what six years. Yeah, uh, it's insane. So, I mean the. He's so good that the Angels have talked about giving him a lifetime contract. Like, when have we even ever heard that mentioned with another athlete? Maybe, I wouldn't even say LeBron's ever been offered, like, I know Nike offered LeBron a lifetime contract, but an actual franchise in sports, that's never happened. And that's, you know, take Mike Trout out of the equation, they lose so many more games. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, he saves a lot of runs in the outfield because he's great there. He hits the shit out of the ball. Um, he's just all around great player. So, but yeah, if you're going top three, I mean, you got Trout, you got uh, Arenado, and then three is interchangeable. But I wouldn't even put Bryce Harper in the top three. I don't uh, think he's top three. He's hit. I think he's, he's not hit, consistent enough. He's hit over thirty home runs once in his career. Yeah, and what he had one good year where he had a good average and he hit over two fifty. I think he gets more recognition because of his name and who he was prior to major league baseball that not i'm not saying he's not a great player he is a very good player but i think he's very inconsistent and not i don't think he's as deserving as of that title that you know he has i think that 
there are better players. And I think Mookie Betts is better than him. I think Aaron Otto is better than him. Uh, I would go out on a limb. I think Aaron Judge is more consistent uh, in his career. I know he's had a he hasn't been in the league as long, yeah. but he's more consistent than what than what uh, Harper's been. So I don't know. I, I don't think Harper is. A, I don't. I want. I don't even know if I'd put him in the top five in baseball. No, I'd say I'd say at least top ten. Yeah, but I think he'd have to show a little bit more consistency before you know he goes any higher. And I think if he's in the top ten, he's on the later end of that ten, like eight, nine, ten. Yeah. He's not even in. You know, I, he's not in the middle there. So, I don't know. I, I like the deal for the Rockies, though. I think they got, you know, get to keep their best player around at least for three more years. Um, and, you know, they're always a team that competes. It's just very hard for them to, you know, when when your pitchers, I know you get to hit at Coors Field, but your pitchers have to, also have to pitch there. And we have kind of seen guys like Kyle Freeland come in and do really well there. Um, but you know, it's not easy and not all pitchers can do it, especially if you're a fly ball pitcher there, you're giving up tons of homers. Um, so I would have liked to see them go out and get a Keiko. Keiko gets a lot of ground balls. I know he doesn't throw real hard, but yeah. I think he would do well there. It's, it is a bigger ballpark, but again, the ball does fly out of there. Um, and I also, I keep saying, I can see the Padres going out and getting Dallas Keiko. That's a, that's a pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, they have the money because they've talked about even going after Harper. Right. Um, and they need pitching. You know, they have a really good offensive team, I think. I think their biggest question mark at this point is pitching. If they go out and got, you know, if one of these young arms develops and then they get a Keuchel, I think that they're easily possibly a playoff team. I agree. It's just like the Padres, they've always been known to suck, and it's you know, like when's the last time you heard somebody on their pitching staff do well? And exactly. I, I think that's their biggest I think weakness. their last – Good pitcher was Trevor Hoffman when he was a closer. Like he wasn't even like there. Or like James Shields, like when yeah, he was like on borderline. Just he even shit the guy. bed after he yeah. got there, though. He wasn't even that good. So uh, it's you know a lot of people are comparing this to when the Padres and I said this in the last podcast when they got you know Matt Camp yeah, and yeah. Upton, but this is totally different because their farm system now, like all those guys right. are right on the edge of finally breaking into the bigs. And we saw Tatis today hit a nuke. Like, yeah. that's just going to happen. I mean, Tatis is supposed to be, like, a premier shortstop. Like, the guy plays a stud short. He's going to hit the crap out of it. Then you got Machado. Um, I mean, and the outf- their outfield is pretty stacked. It's Their outfield is actually so crowded that Will Myers is actually possibly going back to center field in some lineups. <laughs> so, I mean, they got, you know, I think they have a really good versatility, too. They got a young coach. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what the Padres do. I mean, how can anybody say, like, screw the Padres? Like, they haven't been good in so damn long. Like, how could you even be mad that they go out and get Machado? Like, that was just all salty Yankee fans that didn't get, and White Sox fans that didn't get Machado. That's all that that hate was on Twitter. So, um, also, Aaron Hicks uh, for the Yankees. I'm not going to lie. I was a little little iffy about this, and then after I kind of read into it, I'm kind of like... I'm okay with it, um, but the Yankees signed him to a seven-year, $70 million contract with uh, a, I think it's a club option for an eighth year. It's not a player option. So the, my biggest thing with that is, now, it's, you know, you look at $70 million, you're like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. But for a guy who's going to be 30, I'm more worried about the years, you know, being committed to the guy for at least seven. Um, he's already going to be 30, you know. Eventually, the first thing to go on older players is normally the legs. Uh, so he's playing, you know, obviously a position that you need to be somewhat quick. Um, I will say defensively, worth the money. He is, in my opinion, the second best center fielder in baseball. I think it goes Trout, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks saved so many runs. His arm is absolutely ridiculous. 
Um, he was actually a top flight pitcher coming out of high school. More teams wanted him to pitch. He didn't want to pitch. Um, but the guy is an absolute stud in the outfield. And he does get on base a lot. So I can't complain about that because the Yankees, with, with the amount of power they have in their lineup, their strikeout rates are high. And he does strike out a lot, but he also gets on base a lot. So you know, I'm kind of okay with that, especially they're going to have Clint Frazier probably in left. He strikes out a ton. He's not going to draw as many walks. So if he stays healthy, I'm okay with it. The problem is he lands on the DL at least twice a year. Um, or I guess it's, what is it now? The IL, the injured list, Yeah. uh, the IL. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of still on the fence about it. You know, that's one of those deals that I guess, you know, if they cut them, all right, they're, they're losing 10 mil a year at this point. It's not a big deal, but you know, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those that, you know, you got to wait two, three years down the line to kind of really see how it's going to pan out. I mean, it's not one that is going to be told now. I don't think it's a bad deal, but I don't, I wouldn't say it's a great deal either. Um, and with that, the Yanks are also talking about extending Didi and Dellen Batances. Dellen Batances is they want to get done first. Um, again, a lot of Yankees fans are like, oh my God, why would they do that? The guy averages 14.9 strikeouts per nine. So 15 strikeouts per nine innings. The dude's nasty. Um, he has his fault, his flaws. You know, He does tend to walk guys and he cannot pick off the first base or hold runners. I mean, we see him, he gets you know, mind fucked like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when there's someone on the bases, but the pro the, the thing is, it's he doesn't give up hits. Like it's either a walk, and the guy's stealing second and third and scoring on a wild pitch, or he's striking out the side. And the later half of last year, he was untouchable. I mean, he finished with I think it was a one and a half ERA. I mean, the guy is he's a stud. He's been an all star for how many years? Uh, he could be the setup and the closer. He's just versatile too in that that bullpen, and their bullpen's already stacked. I mean, I think the Adam Ottavino yeah. signing just his sliders come from freaking right field all or left field. Is, all your starters got to do is get to the fourth inning, and you guys will be all right. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. And the last Yankees thing, I don't want to go too much into the Yankees, but um, Yankees suck. <laughs> yeah, right. Coming from a Pirates fan, we'll get into the Pirates. Um, Luke Voigt and Greg Bird competition. So Aaron Boone came out and said one of them will not be on the big league roster. So one of them will start in AAA because, and what kills me is all these Yankee fans, I said it last time, are so sold on Greg Bird, and he sucks. He does good in spring training every year. If spring training numbers counted, he'd be an all-star every (laughs) year, but they don't. And so... He comes out and he's done well, and so fans are like, "Oh my God, Greg, Greg Bird's back!" And I was so happy when Luke Voigt hit an absolute bomb, because he was actually he kind of put those those people talking to rest. Um, I, the only way I see Greg Bird being in that on the opening day team is because the Yankees literally have no left-handed hitting; um, they have no left-handed bat at all. But Luke Voigt did so well against lefties and righties. Who the hell cares, you know? And and with the short porch and right. Righties can flick balls over the right field went the wall anytime, um, so I'm not I'm not too sold on the righty lefty thing. You got to go with the best player, and and Greg Bird did so bad with the bat that he ended up taking his shitty offense into the or yeah offense into the field, and he had a couple blunders um, defensively too. So I'm just not not too sold on uh, on that, and and then Tulo. Tulo hit a home run and thought it was the World Series the other day. His first at bat hit a home run. He rounds first base. It was against his former team in the Blue Jays against Mark, against Marcus Stroman. So um, 
you know, I'm happy for the guy. He, he hasn't. He really has not been relevant. He wasn't even really relevant his last year in Colorado. I mean, he's he's had injuries, hard time staying on the field. Um, but people say, I mean, they say this all the time when guys come back from injuries. But they are saying that this is the best that he's looked. He's got he got his heels fixed, which I heard is a painful surgery. I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, you walk on your feet yep, and <laughs> every day, and he's got to do it as an athlete. So I can only imagine that's probably a really really tough surgery. So. I'm sure he did work his ass off. I mean, he's been out of baseball for a year and a half. Um, so, I mean, he's had plenty of time to recover. And, you know, I hope he does well. I really do because the Yankees got him on a minor league deal. I hope he comes out and he does well. And, you know, eventually Didi will come back. I think Tulowitzki will kind of play. I don't know. It'll be interesting. If Tulo's doing extremely well and LeMahieu's kind of like, eh, the Yankees will trade LeMahieu at the deadline to a team that's contending that he's a versatile player. Because right now it's LeMahieu's gonna basically start on the bench he's gonna be the guy that just floats around first second and third so it'll be uh i'm excited for for baseball season there's there's it's a good time to be a yankee fan um so where do you think bryce harper's ending up we talk about this all the time but i haven't asked you you asked me on twitter but i'm gonna ask you see i think he's going to the phillies only because he seems like the guy who's just gonna take the most money in my mind i think the phillies are gonna give him the most money because they're sold on him already um i just read that the dodgers are in the mix now that he went out to la but i i honestly just think he's gonna go to philly and i just think he's holding out just to see if anything else pops up kind of like something like the dodgers um now what if now he's made it known he kind of wants that long-term deal but the what if the dodgers come out and offer him a shorter term deal with a ton of money annually you know does he take that that shorter contract maybe make a ton of money and then you know again he's only 26 so if he takes a three-year deal he'll be 29 um i don't think that'll happen but you know at the same time i in my honest opinion i think that he does not want to play in philly i don't maybe he thinks he's not cut out because i mean let's let's be honest we all know philly fans are rough brutal they're brutal fans i mean so i i don't know i have there could easily be that in his mind he's like i i don't know like because if he goes out there and he's hitting 200 to start the year, he's going to hear about it, especially if they throw $300 million at him. Um, but if he was to go to the Yankees, the same thing is going to happen. Um, I think if he was worried about that, he would have went back to Washington because they offered him 300 yeah. Um I think he, you know Washington obviously doesn't have those fans that harsh. So, I mean, I think that – and in L.A., I mean, I, I've never been to a Dodgers game, so I don't really know how those fans are. I would think they're probably a little bit more laid back. I mean, I know that East Coast, you know, Yankees, uh, Mets fans don't really get a bad rap, but Boston fans, teams like that, you know, they got diehard fan base. Um, so, I don't know. Parts of me thinks thinks that he doesn't want to go to Philly. Just he just doesn't want to go there because I mean, from what everything that I've read is the Phillies have offered him like three hundred thirty million. Like it's already more than what anybody else is getting paid. Like what else are you waiting for? Um, and he would hit so many home runs there. <laughs> yeah, he would. I mean, that's basically the Yankee Stadium of the NL. Yeah, it's um, just a little bit farther, I think. Yeah, I mean, he would literally... Dr- I mean, I can already picture home runs going into like the second, third yeah, deck second, there. Yeah, easy. Um, easy. Yeah, and you've played there. I mean, you know that yeah, field is not that not big. It's not that big, no. Um, I, mean, I mean, center field is far, but left Center, left, right center. Field, yeah, right field, I mean. And we've seen Ryan Howard did it for, uh, yeah. for how many years. I mean, I just think he would do well there. Um, but 
and, and their ticket prices because we go to i mean i go to a phillies game probably once a year because of our buddy that lives out there um I mean, their ticket prices were so down over the last couple of years. I think we went to that game for like forty bucks and first row in right field. And that, that's why they offer the money because he's just going to bring in. It's going to be the ticket prices are going to go up and give the Phillies more money than what you know they're paying them. So and their team is already so good. Yeah, they got the pitching staff. I think mostly established. I would think they could probably get one more starter. Um, they got the back end of their bullpen established now with Robertson. Mm-hmm. They literally, I mean. Reese Hoskins, nope. they got uh, Odubel. I mean, it's kind of sucks. I I don't. But Michael Franco did pretty well last year. Yeah, he's uh, not bad. He's not terrible, but he's also not like amazingly good. But uh, he's definitely a solid third baseman for him. But Gene Segura, yeah, uh, JT Realmuto. Yeah, I mean that. I thought that when they got hit, that Harper was going to sign right away. But you know, I guess I guess he's just waiting. I don't really know what's going through his mind. I don't think anybody does. Yeah, I mean, he said he's going to have it in by the end of the week. Now, we've been hearing this shit for, like, (laughs) for months. (laughs) But he said, he came out and said, I hope to have this done by the end of the week. Um, I mean, he has to. I mean, spring training already started. Teams are playing. What, they got a month, right? Yeah, yeah, the season starts in a month, so. um, MLB needs their cover athlete to pick a jersey, so. Oh, I don't want to buy a game that has. (laughs) Good thing I don't buy the hard copy. I just buy the digital, so (laughs) I don't have to see it. (laughs) I don't have to have a, a Phillies video game cover as a decoration on on my entertainment center (laughs) um then we got just some quick little news nothing real big so sunny gray you know former yankee uh, he's hurt already elbow stiffness uh he's all yours cincinnati so enjoy it uh I, i honestly i was a huge fan of sunny gray i still still like the guy i don't have any animosity towards how he performed in new york i mean Let's face it, there are people out there that just can't do it. Uh, it's tough. You got thousands of people on your case. I mean, people gave him shit when he started to smile coming off having a bad outing. But th- some people just smile when they're nervous, and he looks like a guy. Like, picture Zach Greinke in New York. <laughs> like, it would just never happen. Like, Zach Greinke would literally shit down his pant leg <laughs> if he arrived in New York and was playing there every day. Like, some guys just can't handle that. And so, that why do you think Zach Greinke left L.A. and went to Arizona? Like, the most probably one of the most laid-back franchises. Like, no one talks about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not that they're not good. It's just, you know, a laid back. It's kind of like the Angels. You know, they're, they're not a top, you know, they're not they're not a top market in baseball. Not that they're not good. They're just not, you know, marketable like like the Yankees and and the Red Sox and and teams like that. So, I mean, uh I think if he gets healthy, I think he'll do well there. I mean, it is a hitter's ballpark, but I thought for sure the Pirates are coming and nab him because they nab every cast off Yankee, and uh, they, then they do well. <laughs> like yeah, AJ Burnett, like, yeah. not that he wasn't good with the Yankees, but he was like he was an all star with the <laughs> yeah, Pirates. Something he, was he never like, was in top his career. Five young guy with the Pirates. Um, then they, they got Ivan Nova has done okay. Yeah. Um, they got Chris Stewart when well, they had him. <laughs> Francisco <yeah>. Cervelli. <laughs> like, Cervelli's a stud. Yeah. It's I mean, three, Cervelli was a pretty good catcher at the Yankees, three, but he hits better now. 300 every year, and he controls their pitching staff very well. So, Dude, I, he's fun to watch behind the plate. He's yeah. really good. And yeah. it, the way he, he throws the shit out of it from behind the plate, too. He's got a cannon. Um, so, yeah. And by the way, Zach's a Pirates fan. Huge so. Pirates fan. Go Bucks. Um, What do you think... How do you think the Pirates are going to finish this year? I think they're going to finish fourth in the division 
uh, like two or three games above 500, kind of like where they finished last year. Like they do every year. Yeah, I think they're they're on the cusp of being good with their young pitching staff and their bullpen's always you know top notch. I just think their offense is still a little young. You know, they got Gong coming back, um, so we'll see how he does. Hopefully. Is he playing this year? Yeah, he is. He uh, he just he hit two home runs his spring debut. No big deal, but uh, after being in prison. Yeah, after being in Chinese <laughs> prison. I don't know how. I mean, they put those things on your fingers. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think I think they're gonna finish a couple games above 500, kind of like they did last year, and hopefully they you know go out. I was really hoping that they sign Keuchel because they don't have any lefties in their rotation, but I don't see that happening because the Pirates you know traditionally don't like to spend money. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for the season, but I'm also kind of disappointed because the rest of the division is really really good. I think it's probably the toughest division in baseball besides the AL East. Well, AL East isn't besides the Yankees and well, Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, besides now. the two games, but I mean, as a division as a whole, I would say it's arguably the best division in baseball, and it's going to be fun to watch and see how they compete against those top-notch teams to see you know what their future looks like in a couple of years. So, well, they got the Brewers, right? Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, and yeah. Now the Reds. I mean, the Reds aren't terrible. They're not like where they were, where Homer Bailey was there. Ace. <laughs> uh, did you see that? Jer- so you know Jared Lorenz. Is it Jared Lorenzen? Yeah. The the pitcher, or is it Michael Lorenzen? Michael. I think. Lorenzen's the last name. Yeah, I know Lorenzen, he works out yeah. on driveline, but um, he they're tr- he's going to be a pitcher and center fielder. I saw that. I saw he's going to be a two way guy. <laughs> you know, like he was time. not even a pitcher. He never pitched in high school. Yeah, he just and threw he was hard. drafted as a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. That's going to be kind of interesting because he's a tank. Like, he mashes. Yeah, yeah. He hits, a t- like, two or three home runs. And, he, I mean, like, he gets at bats. But, like, imagine a guy that's consistently getting BP. and like right. It's like a Madison Bumgarner of the Reds. That's what he is. He's a he's a decent pitcher, and he's he rakes. He's yeah. a pitcher who rakes. Yeah. And everybody uh, loves to see that. No, yeah. one wants, no one wants to uh, um, DH in the NL. Oh, no. I, like, like the pitchers hit when everybody says that like and and the AL guys are like we kind we kind of like when we go to the NL because we get to hit yeah and and it's funny to watch guys like Luis Severino try to hit <laughs> like it, it does I guess as a manager you're like oh god if this guy yeah, gets hurt, get hurt but it's so funny because those guys have no idea because they haven't <laughs> swung a bat in so long and then you look at like the NL guys and those guys their swings aren't the prettiest but they can hit yeah, um, I mean they're all strong enough to put it out of the park I mean. Baumgartner, Lorenzen. Syndergaard um, hit two home runs last Syndergaard, year. Syndergaard, yeah. Ago. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> When's he getting signed? Probably never. He needs to get signed. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think the Brewers will probably be at the top of that division this year. I think the Cubs will just be like they were last year. Yeah. Um, I'm Card- not sold on Chris Bryant anymore. I'm just not. I no, know. I think he's just kind of, I don't know, I think he fell within, like, the Cubs, like, that World Series run, and I think they kind of just tailed off now. I think he'll be like your. I think he's above average. Yeah. But I don't think he's like. I think he could be like a perennial All Star. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll ever win another MVP again. And no. I think he's a guy that will just have an inconsistent career. He's he's a lot. He's like the right-handed Bryce Harper. Yep. That's I what agree. I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the Cardinals. The Cardinals are always just sneaky good. Like well, they're always just so, that scrappy so team. So P from Leave the Pin in Dan. He uh, he's a huge Cardinals fan. Okay. So we talked about it and, you know, they just have that, like a revolving door in that organization with like yep. prospects and, you know, one guy leaves, another guy just comes in and fills it in. Now they got Goldschmidt. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty good. You know, Yachty somehow just doesn't age. I don't know how that happens, but yeah. he somehow just he keeps playing. Something? 30, He's got to be in his late thirties at this 36, point. 36, 37, 38, something like that. And he's still catching like every game. Yeah. And doing it well. Yeah. Um, so, 
You know, the Cardinals are always good. That, that, that probably is the toughest division in baseball. I mean, I can't think of any other division, really, that has a consistent three, four teams that could all compete. And then you get the the AL Central, and that's the, probably the worst <laughs> division in baseball, <laughs> other than the Indians. Yeah. They're horrible. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's probably pretty close. Um, I don't know. I think this baseball season is going to be crazy good, though. Um, and speaking of going back to the NL, uh, the Cardinals signed Miles Mikolas to a $68 million extension. Um, I don't really, honestly, because I am a Yankee fan and we live on the East Coast, I don't really see a ton of Cardinals games. Um, they are on ESPN a lot. I feel like they play night games yeah, on ESPN. they're always on Sunday night baseball. Against the Cubs normally. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't know too much about him. I know sometimes he rocks pretty funny facial hair, I think, sometimes. Yeah, he's got a nice mustache. Um, I think he was an all-star last year. Yeah, I think he's like a late bloomer. Like yeah, the guy is, he's, he's like he's 28, old. 29. So I was kind of surprised with the deal uh, just because he is so old. But, I mean, I mean, if he's going to solidify that rotation for him, then why not pay him the money, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, bullpen arms are – good bullpen arms are, are so key nowadays because starters do only go five innings, six yeah. innings. I mean, I think the Yankees kind of started that trend – when I mean they didn't obviously win the World Series or go to the World Series, but when they had Andrew Miller, Chapman, and Batances, and the Cardinals have Andrew Miller. Yeah, that's yeah, all that's, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, they I mean, got Andrew Miller. They're back in the bullpen, and then they just signed, you know, Nicholas and Nicholas, 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 Miles, Nicholas. So I mean, I think I think they're going to be either two or three in that division. I think the Brewers are just way too good. Yeah, yeah the Brewers are the only the thing that killed me with the Brewers though. They traded Domingo Santana for Ben Gamble. I th- yeah. think that was kind of a shitty trade. I think Domingo Santana is a beast and he's young. Yeah, he was he was a good bench player for them last year. I know. I know that Gamble, I guess, produces a higher OBP and batting average than what Santana does, but. Santana's got pop, and I don't. Gamble doesn't have too much of that, but it's where Moneyball comes in. Yeah, I mean, get on base, score runs. Yeah. Um. So, last thing here, Clayton Kershaw. Do you think Clayton Kershaw's on the down, like, on the downhill slope? I think he's one of those players that are really good when they're healthy, but they just cannot stay healthy, and it affects them throughout the whole season. I mean, he's got to be like in his tenth year at least. Yeah, he's like thirty, low thirty. I think he's thirty one, but yeah. he's been. I think he's been in the league since he's twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, he's just like like his whole back issues and everything like that. Like for a pitcher, like you're not gonna last long with those injuries. Oh I no, mean, yeah, back in, just, back issues are are obviously a problem. Uh, anything lower half, yeah, trunk. Like honestly, any any like injury for a pitcher is major. I think honestly, like a shoulder injury or elbow injury. Oh, I'd say elbow injury is safer than like a. Anything, any lower yeah. body injury, because we see guys come back from Tommy John all the time. Throwing is, yeah. 10 miles an hour faster than what they threw before they had the surgery. So, I mean, the whole Tommy John thing is kind of by would the say, wayside. I would say shoulder is definitely more difficult, oh, um, yeah. obviously. But I don't know. I, I I love Kershaw. I mean, how does anybody not like Clayton Kershaw? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that he's kind of on the downhill slope already at 31. You know, we see guys... Now, I mean, careers are just getting shorter in baseball. You know, guys are coming up younger. I mean, we got guys like, I mean, I think position players are lasting longer, but like pitchers, I mean, we got some guys coming up 20 years old, you know, 19, 20. We saw Julio Urias from the Dodgers. You know, they're coming up young and pitching. I mean, you can swing a bat for a long time. Uh, You're not throwing the ball as much when you're in the field, but, you know, when you're throwing 100 pitches a day or, or a start and, you know, you're doing that for... 35 40 starts a year 
year in and year out on top of your bullpens that you're throwing. It's a lot. It's a lot of throwing, you know, and eventually something's going to give out and something you're going to have injuries and unfortunately he's had the the probably the worst kind of injuries as far as the back is concerned um and they actually sent him home after his first bullpen session because he was so aggravated and david roberts said something about giving him more days off and stuff like that like you would think this guy's like in his 40s he's 31 (laughs) and he's getting days off working construction on the by the day yeah so i mean working ping pong he's a huge ping 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 pong guy um yeah i mean it's kind of sad though because kershaw is a good like he's one of those good guys in the game uh doesn't you know does a ton for charity doesn't get in trouble you know he just goes about his business ultra competitor just a good dude unfortunately you know his career will always kind of have that asterisk next to it because of the playoffs playoffs. um but there's a ton of guys like that at the end of the day he'll be a hall of famer yeah i mean he was like you know, to me, like Hall of Fame nowadays is guys that absolutely dominated for a decent amount of time, and yeah. up until maybe two years ago, and he's still dominant, but he was like untouchable yeah. for a long time. So I mean, but it's just crazy because he came up throwing like ninety seven, ninety eight, and now, now he's he like like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, and like ninety three on like a good day, like he's more like ninety, yeah. ninety one, ninety two. I mean, he paints without a doubt, and he's oh, got yeah. it still. He's, he's got, got the, the nastiest curveball, yeah. but um. You know, it's kind of, it's just like, we're at the age now where we're seeing full careers. Yeah. That we're seeing guys and they come up and now like they're getting old. It's like uh, the McCourty brothers in football. Like I remember when they were drafted yeah. and now like they're talking about retirement already. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? That makes me feel like I'm old as hell. Yeah. Like, and it's only been 10 years. I mean, obviously football careers are shorter, but I was just like, damn, you know, they haven't even been playing long. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got, uh, really for baseball, um. What do you think the Pirates did? They address their offseason needs or no? I mean, they didn't really like. They always could use an extra bat, just because their lineup is kind of shaky. They're kind of like who's, slap. Let, let me ask you, who's gonna play first? Josh Bell. Josh I think Bell. he's okay, gonna. Yes. I think he's gonna have a really good year. I think he's switch gonna hit. Hitter. Uh, yeah, he's a switch hitter. I think he's gonna hit over thirty home runs. I think he's gonna be there. I think it's his what third year, and I think he's gonna be their their middle of the order guy. Only probably. I think it's his second full year though. I think yeah, he came up halfway yeah. through yeah. Um, the, in his first year. Uh, what about, I'm going to ask you each position, because honestly, like, obviously I know Marte. Okay, yeah. I know Polanco. Yeah, Polanco, then Corey Dickerson in left. Uh, Dickerson, I've always loved Dickerson. Yeah. Um, second base. Uh, those are the two positions where there's kind of like Because uh, I know they got marks. I know they got Frazier. Right. Adam Frazier, yeah, kind of good. They got Frazier, they got uh, Luplo, they got... Um, and uh, I know they have two, they have two rookies battling it out for a shortstop right now. I forget their name. Yeah, because Mercer's gone. Yep. Did uh, he sign anywhere yet? Yeah. Uh, Where did he sign? Uh, I forget. But I know he, I, he's definitely gone. And then they got Gong playing third along with um, the guy with the red beard. What the hell's his name? Um, red beard. Yeah. Uh, he played for the Diamondbacks. Some Pirates fan I am, you know. Yeah. Hey, I do that all the time. I forget. <laughs> I forget, guys. I mean, it's. It is what it is, you know. We forget. We're not. We're not. We're human. We're human, Zach. Uh, Colin Moran. Oh. Yeah, he's a solid. You know, Dude, solid that's another guy. thing. I remember when he played in college for the Tar Heels. <laughs> I watched him play, and now he's he's probably almost in his thirties. He's yeah. twenty six, so <laughs> that's just crazy to me. Um, what about pitching? They got is Nova still there? Uh, pitching, no. Nova's not there. He's not there yeah, anymore. I think they got rid of him. Uh, so, like, right now their their rotation is 
Chris Archer. Um, I forgot about Archer. Joe, some some baseball fan podcaster I am. <laughs> Joe Musgrove, who's who's pretty solid. He's still pretty young. Jordan Lyles, who they just signed from the Padres this offseason. Um, Jamison Tayon and Trevor Williams. That's what their rotation is looking right, like right now. Pretty young. Yeah, it's pretty young. I mean, Trevor Williams got a good fastball. Jameson Tayon, you know, he's their opening day starter. Chris Archer's their uh, home day starter. So it'll be it'll be a fun. I want to see Chris Archer do well. I think I think being with that organization a little bit longer is only going to help him out in the long run. So he's super overhyped in my opinion right now. I think he was. I think he had one good year in Tampa, yeah. and that really. I think he's just another overrated player in baseball, and I, I think in our earlier podcast when Luke was still doing it with me, uh, we talked about how, you know, I think that that was a good move for him because Pittsburgh again always seems to develop guys better mm-hmm. than other franchises. But I do think that you know he was overrated. I still think right now he's overrated, um, but I think that can easily change. I mean, he's got he's still young. He's got good stuff. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, anything else on the Pirates? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, last baseball thing. We want to congratulate our friend, Rob yes. Whalen. So he was on episode 20 of the podcast. He has officially retired from Major League Baseball. Um, we don't look at this as like a bad thing. You know, he was still no, playing. No. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, it's time to move on. And, you know, he feels like, you know, he wants to do something else. And we fully support him in whatever he wants to do. I'm hoping to have him on the podcast uh, more regularly and super excited for him and whatever uh, holds like the future holds for him and I think he's got a lot I know that he's doing the travel baseball stuff and things like that so yeah. super excited for him and congrats on you know a good a good career just making it yeah. is a good career absolutely numbers I mean hey he struck he held the Red Sox last year to four scoreless um, he's pl- pitched in the bigs he's got wins in the bigs he's Got a hit in the bigs, yep. um, and he, you know he's been he's been playing professional baseball since being eighteen. So, you know what? Hats off to him on a good career, and super excited to see what the future holds for him. So we just wanted Absolutely. to say congrats to him and uh, best of luck in the future. Um, but moving on to the NFL, really not much to talk about because uh, I mean, there's football's over. Uh, the AAF. I don't know how I feel about that. My team sucks. They're they're one of the only zero teams. Hey man, I'm right teams. there with you. Who'd, Who'd you Mem- pick? Memphis Express. I oh, you, it, oh, I picked I it before you announced it. So you know, bringing the heat's a bandwagon. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's not. It's not a. It's not it's wrong. It's not really a bandwagon if they are zero and three. They get. They lose when they're up in the fourth quarter. But. I guess everyone. I thought they were going to be good because <laughs> they had two quarterbacks with NFL experience. <laughs> actually played in the NFL. And I will say this. Christian Hackenberg is horrible. Um, I, think, he is, I think we all knew that. Yeah, but I think it's it's we've all been reassured that he is actually really bad. Um, the fact that he was a second round pick and then he was on a practice squad got cut and now he can't even he's he's got like six interceptions in three games. He got benched for in the second half. Zach Mettenberger, who I've always liked, I loved Mettenberger when he was at LSU. Um, I thought that, you know, he was decent in the NFL. I don't think he was great. I'm surprised that he's not in the NFL as a backup. I thought for sure that, you know, I think he's better than some of the backups in the NFL, in my honest opinion. Oh, yeah. um, but he comes out and he does well. So hats off to Mettenberger. I think he was like 8 for 13 with a touchdown or two touchdowns. I mean, he led him back to at least almost winning. He, You know, he was the janitor. He had to clean up freaking Christian Hackenberg's <laughs> mess. Um, so... 
God, he's bad. Yeah, Christian he's bad. Hackenberg. Bad. Someone said we should call him Christian Hackenturd. Hackenturd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's so bad. I just I don't I don't get it. It's like his he throws with his feet like they're cemented onto the ground, and then he just throws it up, and then the ball just floats there, and then next thing you know, defense is taking it back like forty <laughs> yards for a touchdown. Um, it's it's kind of sad to see, but he seems like such an arrogant prick. That I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, because someone, he was, I saw him in like an interview before the AAF kicked off. And like the way he was answering the questions was almost like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like a stepping stone. I didn't get a fair shot in the fair NFL. Shot. Well, now we know why. Because <laughs> yeah. um, you're bad. Uh, and you kind of seem like a douche. So I don't want you on the pod anyway. So I don't have to worry about you ever wanting to come on anyways. <laughs> we would get negative viewers. Um, but. I wanted to ask you, since I have you on here, you know, I always talk about the Bears. Uh, I get into some Eagles stuff because, you know, we're close to yeah. Philly. Um, I talk about, you know, when Dan's on, we talk about some some Jets, Giants stuff. Um, I, I really talk about whatever NFL news is going on because I love the NFL. But um, since you're on, I want to talk, give you some football questions because we only have one news story. So right. Randy Gregory suspended indefinitely. Surprise, surprise. He's suspended every year for drugs, so I'm not really surprised. But, you know, just figured, yeah, I mean, he'll be out and he'll probably get back in in like another year or two. You know, he could go kill somebody. He'll be back in the league. I mean, that's just the way it works. But Robert Kraft, (laughs) oh, my God, I can't get over the Robert Kraft thing. That's still. Your your tweet with Vince McMahon, uh, (laughs) kill me, kill me. I was cracking up at my desk at work. I thought I thought that that would get so much more love than like three likes. Because I thought that was probably my most clever tweet ever. <laughs> but like Robert Kraft got a handy and probably, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what all it entails, what he was getting. But um, the day of the AFC championship game. So think about this shit. So this was based in Florida. So he he flew to Florida. <laughs> he flew to Florida. He got a handy and, I don't know, maybe had sex with this girl. And then he flew to Kansas City <laughs> for the championship game. That's what money can do. Yeah. What money can buy is incredible. What's even more incredible is the fact that, I mean, his frequent flight uh, flyer miles. Oh, my God. But... What's, what kills me even more is how much money and how far would you go for sex? <laughs> Obviously, he would go pretty damn far to go inside a plane, go to a, one state, and then go back to another state for the championship game. Well, don't forget, when they won the Super Bowl, he even got action from Tom Brady. Oh, this is true, yeah. <laughs> he even got action from So this man is well, just... Well, Tom Brady's... Someone... There was a tweet on Twitter. Uh, someone was like, Tom Brady needs to get tested. Because <laughs> <laughs> those two, like, Tom Brady's always kissing people on the lips. Yeah. Um, but then, like, also what also killed me is not only was he hiring prostitutes, this man was paying, like, $100 for prostitutes. You are a multi-millionaire. Like, you could easily pay for, like, the highest-end prostitute you possibly could. <laughs> and this man's paying, like, $100. Like, are you kidding me? Um, I don't know. It, it's just... When I saw the story, I, la- I, was, I was, like, at work, and I'm just laughing. Like... <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing to happen. And, of course, it would happen to the Patriots, yeah, like, of, of all teams. 
Um, but God, and that's not even that wasn't even on, on my list of things to talk about. Yeah, I totally forgot about it until but you know you brought it up. But I just it's had just to talk so about funny. it. It's yeah. just so funny. Like I could talk about that probably for the next year, and it would just make <laughs> me laugh every time. It would be funny every single podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> Robert Kraft. I mean, at first I was a little like, "Holy shit, this guy's gonna get in a lot of trouble," because. They originally came out and said like he was part of the ring. Like they made yeah. it sound like he was like pay like like hired them <laughs> yeah, he was and like, like the head guy. Yeah, but that's not the case. He was just the one. You know, obviously just he was getting, just hiring them. But just getting the the bow chicka wow wow shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but God, Robert Kraft, hats off, buddy. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's even more crazy, I think his wife like just passed away not too long ago, and then oh, so he's like a depressed old guy. So yeah, but get... I think I think he might have gotten remarried. Oh, okay. I was gonna <laughs> ask you if he was married, but who knows? You know? I, I don't know the whole story, but it's just it's just funny. I'm never gonna be able to look at him the same. Like every time I see him cheering in that press box, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> wow, like what was he doing three hours ago? <laughs> uh, God, you know if he strolls into Gillette Stadium with like that Vince McMahon walk. You know, Some shit you know, just it was a good day. It he was just a came good day from for Florida. <laughs> good day. Um, you know, he's got that extra, like, shine on his face. Like, the <laughs> oils walking are going. walking smiling. Yeah. God, fucking Robert Kraft. Um, so, anyway, my Steelers questions that I was going to ask you that I got off track about. Your thoughts on Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. So, obviously, you're a diehard Steelers fan. We talk every weekend when football's on. Um you know, your thoughts on those two. So pretty much, I mean, after reading like reports, you know, every day that they come out because that's all people talk about now. It looks like they're both gone. Um, I kind of say good riddance only because the Steelers, you know, they really haven't been a team that likes to be in the media, at least, you know, in the past. Um, but I just hope they get something, you know, worth what Antonio Brown's worth. I mean, he's probably arguably the best wide receiver in the game. If not top three, hands down. Easily. And, I mean, if you get a first-round pick for Omari Cooper, yeah, he's 30. But, I mean, if you see this man work, he's one of the hardest. He's also one of the hardest-working wide receivers in the league. Um, So, I I think he's definitely worth the first and maybe, you know, a third or fourth or, you know, a good defensive guy because we all know that the Steelers need it very, very badly. Uh, Their secondary is horrendous. I hate watching football games or Steelers games because of their defense. Um, Their defensive line linebackers, they're awesome. Their secondary is horrible. And I think if they're going to trade Antonio Brown, you know, I I would love to see them get Patrick Peterson from the Cardinals. I think, you know, Antonio Brown with Josh Rosen, I don't really care after Antonio Brown's gone. As long as we get a a draft pick in um, Patrick Peterson, I'm happy. They might get Kyler Murray, the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get that, but especially since they just drafted a quarterback, and you know, he didn't do like terrible. Uh, I mean, he was probably the worst rookie of all the rookies, but yeah, but he's not Christian Hackenberg bad. No, not yet. So, <laughs> and for Le'Veon Bell, I mean, I'm just kind of over it. I don't really pay attention too much anymore. It's just, it's just to the point now where just get rid of him. I don't really care. I don't think there's, I don't think they're tagging him again. So I think he's going to become a free agent. They said possibly transition tag, but yeah, that's they, just to, yeah. to draw out the process, probably yeah. to be dicks. Yeah. So I think he's gone. Um, I could see him going to the Colts, Jets. Um, I think those are really the two top teams that really could use a running back. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the Steelers are going to be okay. Big Ben, you know, we'll see how Juju Smith-Schuster does without Antonio Brown. 
Um, you Brown know. was hurt last year though, and he still produced. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. We'll see because the other wide receivers have to step up for sure. You know, James Washington has to step up. He did really well towards the end of the year last year, which was nice to see. So I hope uh, he kind of helps fill the void of Antonio Brown. But they also got a tight end now too, which I feel like they haven't had one since really Heath Miller. Yeah. Um, with Vance McDonald, I mean the guy's a tank. Yeah, he's a stud. I, I like Vance, and they also have Jesse James, who's not mm-hmm. terrible. You know. So I, I, I just. I think the Steelers are going to be like a 10-11 win team, kind of like how they always are. But I could see them being a wild card team to the Browns because I think Baker Mayfield, he's good. I mean, the the dude's good. And, yeah, I feel like an idiot for doubting Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And the Ra- I don't see the Ravens being good. Lamar Jackson is the worst passer, I think, in the NFL. He might he's be worse. get hurt. He might be worse passing than Christian Hackenberg. I mean, the dude that was like, what, 3-13 and 13 in the playoffs? I don't, I don't see him pass because he just runs every time. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just I, I just think the Steelers are going to be a wild card team. I think they're going to lose to the Patriots again because, you know, that's just what they do. And I've accepted that as a Steelers fan, that they just lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game every single year. Um, so you you think you're still okay with Roethlisberger? Because I had him on my fantasy team. And if I saw him on the street, I'd want to kick him in the nuts because he screwed me out of so. I will say this: he's the worst first half quarterback I think oh, I've terrible. ever seen. He's so bad. Like he goes like one for twelve with like twelve yards and and nothing, and maybe an interception. And then like they go so far behind in the first half that, that he, they had the pass. He throws for like three hundred and fifty yards. He'll be thirty for fifty with like four hundred yards and five touchdowns and two picks. Yeah, it's it's insane. But like, I'll say he screwed me out of some of the, my games because like he just was so inconsistent last year. I think I think he is definitely on the last year or two of his yeah, career. I, mean, I don't. But see I think him. a lot is because of injuries. He's like because yeah. he gets battered. I mean, he really well, yeah, does. I mean, he's not the most mobile dude. I mean, he's so big that people have to hit him in order to get him down. So that's you know that's a big cause for his injuries. You know, but. I think he's like, yeah, like you said, like one or two years, and I think he's done. And then the Steelers are going to suck really bad because I just don't see Josh Dobbs, you know, filling that void at all. I've watched him in preseason, and he's bad. I was going to ask you about – so you already answered my question with what the Steelers need. They need defensive backs, uh, secondary. I can see him going out and drafting a quarterback. Uh, they just draft, uh, Last year they drafted the dude from Oklahoma State. Mason Rudolph. That's yeah, what Mason I was, Rudolph. That was my other question is how do you feel about him? I mean – Because we haven't I, seen him play. But. Right. I mean, I think, I, I think he has a good ceiling. We know I've, Roethlisberger doesn't like him. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> But except I, for young women, yeah, except for <laughs> <laughs> he he's, he's a settled Kraft. down man now. Yeah, yeah. Him back in the day, Kraft him and Robert Kraft were back, get back together. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, Mason Rudolph. I hope he does well because I think he could be good. He was good. In, he was really good in college. But you know, college is way different than the NFL. So it'll it'll, it'll be nice to see what happens in um, uh, preseason. So, yeah, we'll see. He'll definitely get his reps there. So, oh yeah, for sure. Um, that's all I got for NFL. You got anything else? No. No questions for me. No. <laughs> um. So really quick, I'm not even gonna like go to. There's really not much UFC, so we're basically on the end here. Um, one thing, John John Dotson lost again. Um, I'm a huge John Dotson fan, but he's lost so many of his last couple fights that it's at the point now he's probably gonna get released and probably go to Bellator. Um, so he lost to Petra Jan, who is, you know, incoming stud, but you know, John Dotson, you know, he can't be losing those fights. He was a guy that was, uh, ultimately 
fighting for a championship. He moves up to 135, and it, he lost via decision. But and I heard that I didn't even watch the fight. Truthfully, I I heard from a buddy that he was dominating the fight, and he just gassed out. And he gassed out, and he didn't even have to cut weight. He actually gained weight for the fight, so he shouldn't have had gassed out. You know, he didn't even have to have the weight cut factor, uh, impl- or you know, hurting him. Uh, but so yeah, John Dotson probably done. Tiago Santos won again at light heavyweight. He's absolutely destroyed everybody in his way. The guy is scary as hell. He's got a big ass. I know you don't watch UFC, but he's got a big ass hammer tattoo on his chest, and oh. he's huge as hell. And he just knocks out everybody. So um, he he's like a guy that resurrected his career. He's almost just like Anthony Smith, um, moving up to light heavyweight. And so finally, that light heavyweight division is kind of getting stacked again with guys like Anthony Smith and and uh, and Tiago Santos. So along with John Jones, but I think this will be John Jones' last fight at light heavyweight. He'll move up to heavyweight, and I think he'll fight Cormier again. Um, just really quick, my predictions for, for UFC this weekend. We got UFC 235, Jones versus Smith. Um, so lots of really, 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 really good fights on this card. So I'm, I don't buy too many UFC cards, truthfully, because, like, Dana White's stupid. Him and and Sean Shelby, like the way they they schedule their cards, like they'll have two good fights, and then what happens is someone doesn't make weight or someone gets hurt, and then it goes down to one good fight. So I just spent seventy dollars for no reason. But you could honestly take the prelims, and the prelims are are pretty good. Um, so and the prelims are the, the fights I know they're the, the fights before that okay. you have to pay. I got it. All right, I'm just checking. So uh, Diego Sanchez. Who is uh he's probably gonna be a UFC Hall of Famer. He's been around forever. Uh he's fighting Mickey Gall, who's kinda like a upcoming guy from I think he's from Jersey actually. Um he Mickey Gall's a favorite. Uh I'm gonna say Sanchez wins by knockout. I think he's gonna go in and absolutely shit on Mickey Gall. Uh Sanchez is a guy that just doesn't give a shit and he'll just go in there and throw bombs. And so I think that he will knock out Mickey Gall. Yeah, I'm going Mickey Gall. <laughs> uh Cody Stammon um against Perez. Stammons, again, he's kind of like a, a top prospect. Um, he is actually, what is what is the thing? Where's the? They don't even have a betting line on this. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Stammon. I don't really, honestly, I don't know the Perez guy real well. They both have a decent record. Uh, I'm gonna go Stammon based on I've seen him fight before. I haven't seen Perez fight, so uh, I'm gonna go Stammon. But that's just a toss up. I really don't know. So if you're betting, don't don't pick that fight. I'm going Stammon too. So if, you know, if you are betting. You know, we got you. <laughs> um, the next fight. This is interesting because we were at our friend's house, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, Johnny Walker was the main event, and he won on in a knockout in like t- 15 seconds or something like that. He's fighting already again uh, t- on Saturday. Oh, yeah, this dude. I remember yeah, this dude. He's a beast. Yeah, he's um, good. So he's actually a replacement fighter. Uh, he, he Someone else was supposed to fight. I don't remember who it was. Um, he is fighting Serkanov. I don't even know the guy's first name. Um, but Johnny Walker is probably one of my favorite guys to watch in the UFC right now. So I'm taking him just because of that. And again, there's no betting line on this. So I'm assuming, I think that Perez and Walker are replacement fighters. So Vegas hasn't put out a betting line because they just got, you know, kind of like Walker's been in there for a week. But they probably gonna, they'll probably put him out like the night of the fights. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Johnny Walker though, even on the short turnaround because the guy naturally makes weight at light heavyweight. I mean, he's huge, but 
he doesn't he doesn't really get fatigued from you know cutting weight because he doesn't have to cut much weight and he's just an animal i mean the guy's striking is unreal so um he's got a freaking uh five inch reach advantage he's two inches taller i'm gonna say he wins by knockout i agree no, I agree. I, I, that was actually one of the very few UFC fights I've watched, and uh, I'm gonna get you into it. I was I was impressed. I was yeah. impressed. Johnny Walker's a stud. Um, so this fight is interesting because Jeremy Stevens just came off a loss, uh, where he actually got his ass kicked by Jose Aldo, and he said he contemplated suicide, which is crazy. The fact that because so what happens with Jeremy Stevens is he, every time he goes on a run and he finally get puts himself in title contention, he loses, and then he. He's right out of title contention, and he's getting older now. You know those title shots are not going to be coming, any like they're not just going to show up. It's not like it's the light heavyweight division where you get you know a random title shot. You know, and featherweight division is stacked. So, but he's fighting is a beat Magomed Sharapov. I can't like it's too hard to pronounce <laughs> really fast, but. All I got to say is a beat is an absolute stud and Jeremy Stevens is going to get fucked up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So beats lost one fight and he's just so well-rounded. He can punch. He's a crazy wrestler. Um, he can choke you out. Uh, and he's also a ton taller. So Jeremy <laughs> Stevens is 5'8 and Zabit is 6'1. Oh um, and then there is only a two-inch reach advantage, but... Uh, Zabit's like Zabit's uh, significant striking accuracy is fifty-two percent, where Jeremy Stevens is forty. That's a twelve percent difference. Um, also, Zabit's takedown advantage is seven, uh, and his accuracy is sixty-three percent on takedowns, almost sixty-four, where Stevens is thirty-six. So I think he'll take Stevens down. Um, he'll wilt, wilt him away, and he'll either choke him out or or TKO. Um, but that's going to be a crazy fight. Um, Cody Garbrandt comes back against uh, Munoz. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cody Gar- Garbrandt knockout. He he needs to win that fight, or he's gonna be in serious trouble because he's lost back to back fights against Dillashaw via knockout. He does not have a chin, so um, that'll be interesting to watch because I'm not gonna say he's gonna get released, but. He he might have to find a new camp if that happens because his he has he's so one dimensional he literally can only box if he gets taken down or anything he's screwed. Want to take a guess? Uh, yeah, going back to the the Stevens fight, I'm gonna go Stevens, the underdog, little heathen Stevens. Yeah, heathen Stevens. You know, <laughs> might get in there, get a nice couple punches in. Who knows? And then crazy. for uh, <laughs> Garbrandt, Garbrandt, I'm gonna go him because he's like one of the only UFC guys I know. So <laughs> we're gonna go him. Uh, I'm not going to guess the chick fight because I don't... Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I know who I know who they are. I just... I would go... I guess I'll go Zong. She's the favorite. and But I haven't really seen her fight too much. Tisha Torres is good, but I don't know. Like, unless it's like Amanda Nunes or someone like I don't... Eddie, Holly Holm. I don't, I don't really watch too many of the films. I, I watch them, but I don't pay attention. Um, this is awesome. Ben Askren has never lost in his MMA career. He just came from one championship. He was a Bellator champion. He's 18-0. He's facing Robbie Lawler, though. And Robbie Lawler is a monster. Anybody who loves UFC loves Robbie Lawler because he just goes out and throws bombs until he knocks you out. (laughs) So he doesn't try to wrestle. That's not his game. He's going to go out there and just try to knock your head off. So... A lot of people are taking Ben Askren. He's the minus 275 favorite. 
Um, Lawler's a plus 225. Underdog, I'm going to go Robbie Lawler. Ben Askren's, I don't think he's ever fought anybody at the uh, UFC level, caliber, caliber fighter. Um, so I think that Robbie Lawler is going to go in there. Askren's going to go in for a takedown. He's going to get his head punched off. I agree. Uh, I want I want to see the guy get his head punched off. Plus, Askren has like that hair that I hate. Like he's got that really curly, like Afro-looking hair, <laughs> and I could just see like Lawler destroying him, and his hair just like moving all over the place. <laughs> um, this is a fight that everyone's talking about. Tyron Woodley is in my top three favorite UFC fighters. He's awesome. People do not like him because his fights can be boring, but that's because he is so smart. Like, if he's going to fight a wrestler, he's going to stuff every takedown and eventually knock knock your lights out. Like, that's just what he does. Or he's going to get you on the ground and choke you out. Um, Kamaru Usman is a stud wrestler. So, it's going to be like a chess match. You know, I, I see the first couple rounds being boring. But I think ultimately, Woodley, I'm going to go third round knockout. Usman's going to go for takedowns. Eventually, he's going to get tired. I think Woodley is going to, to beat him. But again, there's a there's a height advantage for Usman. Um, a lot of people think that Tyron Woodley needs to leave that division because he's absolutely run through everybody. He's beaten everybody. If he beats Usman, aside from Colby Covington, who I don't even think poses a threat, I think he's a bitch. But um, So I think that he wins this fight. He moves up. I think he's got to move up a division. I mean, the guy's built like a freaking linebacker. He's, he's a huge... Not height-wise, but he's a huge 170 guy. Um, he's humongous. So uh, I think that he moves up. The only thing is, if he moves up, he's going to have a tough time because you know he's going to be the shorter guy in that division because he is short. He's only 5'9". But he's so strong. His legs are like – he's like a running back. His legs are freaking <laughs> tree trunks. He's huge. So I think that he'll stop the takedowns. Um, I mean, their numbers are pretty pretty close. Um, and then the last one. Oh, I'm, so I'm going Woodley. He's the favorite. Yeah, I'm going Usman. Second round TKO. TKO? Yeah. All right. Um, that's interesting because I don't know how many knockouts he has. I know he's he's more of a wrestler, but he's a strong dude. He's big. So it'll be interesting. Then the last fight, these guys are like, so John Jones, get this. So John Jones and Anthony Smith, this is the, the final. And this is how John Jones is a minus 1100 favorite if you're betting if you anthony smith is a plus 700 favorite yeah i'd bet on that guy put five bucks on him (laughs) i don't think he's gonna win because john jones is the best he's the best mixed martial artist in the world ever all time no one will ever he is the greatest to ever step in an octagon is this the one that does drugs yes okay He's the greatest ever. Drugs, no drugs. If you look at if you look at the list of fighters he's actually fought in his career, they've almost all been busted for steroids, and he's beaten them all. Um, the guy is an animal. He is a wizard. Like he he is so smart. Like the first round, he just kind of like feels you out, and the second round, he knocks your head off like that. Like it's not even it's not even close. Like so, like the last fight. I know you don't watch UFC, but like. So I'm trying to paint the picture for you. He's fighting Gustafson. And now Gustafson and him have had a crazy first fight. Their first fight was insane. That was probably one of the first times John Jones was really challenged. Ultimately, he won. But, you know, it went to decision. And this time, he knew exactly what Gustafson was going to try to do. And what he did, it because Gustafson's a tall dude, kicked his front leg. Kicked his front leg so he couldn't put any weight on it. Took him down. 
got on his back and just punched him until he knocked him out <laughs> because he knew. Like, he's just so smart. Um, so Anthony Smith. Now, the thing with Anthony Smith, though, is he's 31 and 13. I mean, the guy's got 44 career fights. That's a lot. Um, and he's been, like, resurrected since moving up to light heavyweight. So I think it's going to be an okay fight, but I just – it's – if I'm betting, I'm not betting against John Jones. I mean, if I if I had to bet my house on it between John Jones and Anthony Smith, I'm going John Jones because the guy's just he's the, he's 23 and one. The guy's lost one fight, and that was a long, long, long time ago. Um, so I just he's a beast. Um, but that's why the betting line is what it is. I mean, he hasn't he's fought the best in the world, and he's made it look easy. I mean, Daniel Cormier is regarded he was the 2018 Fighter of the Year, and he's beaten him twice. That's Both, impressive. I mean. So and he's beaten him twice with ease. Like he hasn't, he didn't face any adversity the second time he beat him via second round knockout. So John Jones is just, and this is what's crazy. So they're both six four, but John Jones has an eighty four inch reach compared to Smith's seventy six. Oh so they're both the same height, but his reach is insane. Um, his significant strike percentage is fifty five percent to Smith's forty seven, and then his takedown accuracy is forty eight percent to Smith's twenty eight. So that just shows you he's fifty he's 50% almost in both of the two top categories as far as striking and takedown accuracy, the percentages. So, I mean, John Jones is just an animal, so I'm going John Jones. Yeah, I'm going John Jones too. So that's going to – I'm so excited for that this weekend. Like, we're going to have chili dogs and UFC and beer. <laughs> Can't get any better than that. Are you going to come over? The perfect combo. I'll stop over probably. Um so there you have it. So then if next episode, you can recap it with me and be like, wow, I actually – I want you to tell me your thoughts on MMA after that because that's – you're going to see like the top guys. Right. Like when I watched it when we were at Snyder's house, yeah. it was like I mean, Marlon Moraes is really good. Johnny Walker is really good. But they're not John Jones, Tyron right. Woodley, right. Robbie Lawler. Like right. these are the legends of UFC right now. So, I mean, you're going to see the good guys. All right. I'm excited. Um. So that's it for bringing the heat episode. I don't even know. I think this is twenty seven. Twenty seven. Um, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, you got to come on more often. Make it. We can make it Z squared. All right. The Z I mean, squared hey, podcast. As long as I'm not busy, I'll, I'll be here. Yeah, it's tough. We're both dads. Both dads. So both it's dads. it's not easy, but uh, yeah, Dad it's fun. Life. It's it's makes it so much more uh fun and like I can. It's easier when I can like have a conversation. It's really tough when I'm sitting here by myself because I'm trying to laugh, but it's like I don't want to be the guy that laughs at my own jokes. <laughs> so it's really tough. That's but, a bad uh, thing. That's yeah. a bad thing. But uh, that's it. So thanks for listening. Uh, please like it, share, subscribe, uh, tell everyone about it. Again, if you retweet my tweets, so I'm gonna share the link to this. If you retweet that link and then you go on to SoundCloud or iTunes and you share it onto your page and just tag me in that tweet, I will uh, give you that shirt. All you got to do is mail or tell me your address, obviously DM me your address, and I will bring it to the post office and we'll get it sent out to you. So it's a shirt, Train on Main uh, shirt from our sponsor, and it's all yours. All you got to do is follow those steps, So and I'll, I'll tweet about it as well. So um, thanks for listening. Again, share, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. See you.